0: That he collects for another non profit organization. I know it's a Anybody knows of any land that somebody may want to donate or anything like that, please let him know. He's looking for space for other non profit organizations. He could share with you words that I shared not too long ago the Nishmas, um Gidon, Ben Mas'ud, that uh, you know really we don't uh, even have to speak anything we do really is Nishmato, because uh, this garden right what I learned now the beautiful gardening uh, the was his the grass is standing up the grass uh, the wall And I'll tell you that happened. After I left the funeral, so I was coming home. So I called uh, my Rebbiton. I asked, did you need me to pick up anything, you know, for dinner? Do I need anything I can help with? So she told me we don't have any uh, bread. Don't have any um, bread. So I went to Super I went to Super So I went in to Super Soul, so, you know, when I'm there, so Marty, the manager, everybody, so, so he asks me, Shamat, did you hear what happened to Gidon? <laughs> he tells me, and then he gave me three minutes on how, what a great moment to be, must've been five minutes just on Gidon before Kashrut. <laughs> five minutes just on Gidon, telling me what a great person he was, and he told me that they came from the same town, or same, same from Tunisia. And they used to kibbit each other. They had the same jokes. He said, We used to say the same jokes and we used to sit and schmooze, right? And uh, he was so pained to hear, you know, of his passing. And uh, he was just just going on and on what a great person, what a kind person, everything that we said. The before the funeral, I had to pay off all of his debts to the synagogue. Baby. Oh, it. that's what he meant. So I went there and I told him what happened. It, was, it took me five oh, minutes That's what go. I... didn't understand exactly what so he, what meant. he mean, meant. He told, told me someone from the... I, I didn't understand what he was saying exactly. I didn't ask. Uh, that's what he meant. So you were the Leo that paid off the debts. Ah, uh-huh. okay. See, that, if that was a huge thing you did, God bless you. I wanted to go God bless you, man. That's right. wow. Huge. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, he was He yeah. was he didn't register with that he, he was verifying but oh. <laughs> he probably still didn't believe what he wrote he just didn't believe ah huh? yeah so I, I shared and there also should be Nishmas, a, a, my uncle whose yard site was today my brother was saying the Kaddish for because I'm saying for my aunt but uh, for Yaakov Ben Zirul Yaakov Ben Zuru, Ya Yaakov Ben uh, Michal the the In, in, in yeah, my, my father my, my father Allah shalom's older brother, yeah. The, the the we just read the Ten Commandments. We read, read the Aserasa Dibros. Right the Asaras Dibros. So in the Aseras Adibros you have really what's described by many to be the hardest mitzvah in the Torah. So, if I were to ask you what's the hardest mitzvah of the Torah, Don't covet. Right, we would all throw different things out. But this one we wouldn't probably, not necessarily immediately, go to being our hardest. But the hardest mitzvah of the Torah, according to many, is the Avera of Lo Tachmot. You shall not covet, not to be jealous of other people. And that's, that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing. But the Mefarshim ask a very fundamental question. They ask a very fundamental question. How could you tell somebody? They're very pragmatic. The Rishonim, as a general rule, uh, right? Rashi, the Rambam, they're very pra- Tosvot. They're very pragmatic people, right? The, they want to know how does God give such a commandment? How do you give such a commandment not to covet? Because you could tell, do mm-hmm. tell somebody don't do something. You could tell somebody don't do something. You could tell somebody to do something. Meaning, put on tefillin, okay, you gotta put on tefillin, you put on tefillin, right? Don't steal, okay, you're not allowed to steal. But how do you command an emotion? So the commentaries ask, how does God tell you? And they ask it in the two mitzvot, actually both in this week's parsha. One is ava, how do you command avatashem? How do you command somebody to love somebody? To fear, it's, it's not so hard because, you know, you're on the base level because you're afraid to you get a patch. That's possible. But love, how do you command someone to love? That's one question. And here they ask, how do you command somebody not to to, to be jealous of another person? It's an emotion. So that's the Rishonim struggle with this mitzvah, to understand it. The Ibn Ezra explains, he explains that the way he, he gives a mashal, right? And all Mishalim, right before the 19th to 20th century are all about kings and princesses right that, that's that was the world view that's how they viewed things if you wanted to so, so the ibn ezra says you imagine you get to go to a castle of the king and queen and they let you walk the gardens and you're in the gardens and while you're in the garden you happen to notice out of the corner of your eye that the princess right is Coming out of one of the coaches and going back into the castle, and you see her, and you you're struck by her beauty. says? Does oh. it enter your mind? Says the Ibn Ezra that you want to marry her. He says, "Remember, the Ibn Ezra was before Disney. He's before Disney. You know, Disney, it happens. But uh, before Disney, you don't think like that, says the Ibn Ezra. You don't think like that because it's not." It's not in your stratosphere. In the realm of it's not in you, the realm of possibility. Exactly. So the Ibn Ezra says something that's not in the realm of possibility is not, you're not jealous of it because it doesn't come to you. Says the Ibn Ezra. He says that the way, when Hashem tells you don't covet, we have to recognize that everything that I need is in my world. Whatever Hashem gives me, that's the tools that I build my world, right, and that's that's what Hashem wants me to have to build my world. Something that I don't have, right, and I can't get. I, I can't work for. And I mean, something that's out of my realm. But what's the jealous? It's not what Hashem wants me to have, right? Did I say this last week? No, 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 no. no. I never said. I said it no, no. Right? so. So the, the 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 possibility, right? So therefore, this a. It may not be good for you but it, it, even, it, even, it's not yours, it's not for yours for the thinking. Says the Ibn Ezra, it's a mitzvah, it's really a bin adam lamakom mitzvah. If you want to take it a step further. The way the Ibn Ezra says it doesn't really fall in line with the other four mitzvot, at least three of them, don't steal, don't, don't, uh, don't, steal, don't commit adultery, um, and don't murder. Those are between man and man. This is a different but He learns it. Don't be jealous. It's not between you and your friend. It's nothing to do with your friend. It has to do between you and God. God gave you what you need. God gave you your tools. God gave you your ability. Whatever. That's in your world. Says the Ibn Ezra. That's how he deals with the emotion of not to be jealous. Because he says it's not in your world. It's not your world. And if you have that lifestyle. So then you have an ability to have simcha. You have an ability to have joy, right? Because when you're always, you know, the other this and that and that and this and this. If I have what I have, and have that, that's what I need, right? And I'll add to that, right, this idea is not meant to say we're not um, like uh, the in, in, in the Indian culture, Indian culture, not Indian here, but India. In their culture, that's not what I mean. In Judaism, a person could be, and I'll, I'll put it succinctly as I heard it from my teacher be happy with what you have while you strive for what you want. I a person's allowed to work for something more. In Judaism, it's not, it's not you know, whatever, I'm giving it. That's not what I mean. But there are things that are beyond, they're just beyond. It's not in your well, it's, it's, it's not in yours, right? right? And therefore, it's that that is, so that allows you to live besimcha. And that was the first thing I talked about, Gidon. says, he, he, everybody <laughs> I was asking people, especially when I was preparing right? So a person he had a smile, right? That is I knew I he had a broad smile. and right? he was a certain simcha, right? That everybody talked about how he loved to laugh. They love a certain peace, a certain at ease, right? Because shit that that's what I have. That's what I have. I'm sorry, here. No, I was gonna say how did you reconcile between coveting something and Right, 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 right. So it's very very important to make that, that differentiation in Judaism right. the, the second is I'll share with you quickly is the approach of the Ramban Nachmanidi says as follows Nachmanidi says we know that there are the Ten Commandments are in Yisro and the Ten Commandments are in Reschanan. the the Ramban says which is in Shemos Book of Shemos, the book of Devarim. Ramban says that actually the, 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 the Ten Commandments appears three times in the Torah. He says it appears in Parashas Kedoshim. Because in Kedoshim you have a series of mitzvot. One of them is, is the, I am the Lord your God. That's an easy one. Right? He says, don't make any false images. And he goes to all of them. And then he says, what about Lotachmod? He says, V'yahavta l'reacha kamocha. The Ramban says that V'yahavta l'reacha kamocha equals you shall not covet. And the commentaries are puzzled. What does the Ramban mean? So a beautiful explanation into the words of the Ramban. It very simply is the Ramban is telling you, right, a, a, the, 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 the foundation of how do you deal with emotions of jealousy. You deal with them. You, how do you deal with emotions of jealousy? It's by, we're, who is the, what relationship is there no jealousy? So the Gomorrah actually speaks about this. There's no jealousy between a parent and a child. A parent always wants more for the child than he himself has. Right? I've always heard my dad, my, my dad of blessed memory, would always say, right, yeah, I want you to have more than me. I want you to learn more Torah than me. When he sent me to a Jewish school, right, uh, going to be a first rabbi in the family. You have to know more than me. You should have more than me. That's what my dad always, right? A parent is not jealous for the child. Right. Why? Because there's av. When there's true love, right? It's an inverse relationship. Jealousy and Av and love are inverse. And therefore, that says the Ramban. If you love somebody, you're not going to be jealous of them. And therefore, right, that's, so says the Ramban, that's the, the the mitzvah is to love your fellow Jew. You love your fellow Jew, you won't have the emotion of jealousy. And that's the action that you need to take. And that was the second approach, right? Gidon was a giver par excellence. it's a person always giving, right, he loved to give, right, the way that the kids were describing to me, the way that he would make food, and he would give and give, and the way Alan described him, right, right. I said over, you know, I can tell you from personal experience, there's not so many people running to do the kiddies shopping, okay, you know. Many times, I, many times I, do, I do the kid. right? So this is it, so he has, he, you know, he cornered the market. Right. It is open, Alan is gonna, gonna auction it off to the highest bidder. Right, right. People, right? A person that's a that's a person that is Ava for people. He loves to give, he loves to see that people are happy. Right? That's a person there's no jealousy. There's no jealousy. Hashem, I didn't say that if you know, but if we give a bracha, there is a bracha that says a person who's infused with love of another and doesn't have pangs of jealousy has a certain, a special bracha. A bracha, by following Misa, what's the bracha? He doesn't rot. He doesn't rot. Normally we say you want to rot as fast as you can, right? But that's a certain bracha that a person has. When a person doesn't have jealousy, because it's based on a pasach in, I think, Mishlei. it says that jealousy rots you, right? And therefore, is, is if, your person, if your person really doesn't want to rot, putting yourself in a metal casket ain't going to help, my friends. Right, but... Right, doing things that are anti-jealousy, doing things that are ava and being a giving person, right? that protects you after 120. Again, Alan is open to letting you help what, out with the Kiddush. What, 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 just, can you just please explain and touch on how do you command somebody to love? How do you command Hashem to love? Oh, so, ha- One second, guys, listen. So, so we'll t- we'll talk about yes. our, uh, how. do you lo- how do Hashem command you to love Hashem? How do you love? Command to love Hashem or to love another person? Well, the Torah says, "Behavta." How do you command to okay, love? Okay. so Hashem." I have to. If I use all my material tonight, okay, so, I want to I tonight, okay, so, I only come tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. I'll try to work on that. I'll try to prepare that tomorrow. You're here all week. Welcome to Elias from New York. He's going to go fishing this week and bring us a nice...